1: I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. So today we are continuing our series of inviting Beyond Surviving graduates to join me on the show, and today I have with me Jen who graduated from the Beyond Surviving program in 2017. And uh, we have had just such a wonderful journey working together. And she's going to be here talking about her journey through Beyond Surviving, um, but also how creative expression and art has played such a big part in her healing. So Jen is an ongoing advocate for survivors of abuse and trauma and really values people being seen and heard. She's found deep healing in her own journey as a Beyond Surviving graduate and is reclaiming her life through writing and the creative arts. She now shares her process with others in several community-based creative self-care programs, including ones for survivors. Jen, welcome. I'm so glad you're here with me today. How are you doing today?
2: Good. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So let's just step back a little bit to 2017, when you were at a place in your journey where you were looking for some additional kind of support, mentorship around healing the trauma that you had experienced. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what was going on for you at that time in your life?
2: Yeah, I was feeling really stuck, um, thinking I had not very many choices and nothing I could do about how I was feeling. I was feeling really um, explosive in my emotions and even just shutting them down and not dealing with them. Um, I ruminated for days of things that I thought I was doing wrong or um, you know, mistakes I would made shoulda, coulda, woulda. Um, and I was just really, really stuck in that rumination.
1: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. You know, this is such a a common place where people, you know, are in, first of all, the feelings being all over the place, sometimes explosive, sometimes shut down, that place of a lot of kind of self-judgment and feeling kind of really critical and being overwhelmed by all of that. What do you remember about the impact that that was having on your life? Like, What were some of the things that you were missing out on?
2: Yeah, I was really, I was really missing out on community and relationships. I could not go very far in them beyond, you know, what I pretended to be. And I pretended to be whatever the person in front of me was, you know, mm. I couldn't go um, past how is the family great? How are you? Wonderful. You know, and I really uh, missed out on um,
1: having a community around me for sure. I felt very isolated. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just step into the Beyond Surviving group program, where all of a sudden, here you are, <laughs> dropped in with me and other women on this journey of healing, and what do you remember about, like, what was ultimately your reason for saying yes to that? Like, what really inspired you about going on that particular journey?
2: Yeah, I, um, I had been working with a therapist, and I felt um, very stuck. And I, um, you know, when, when I get stuck, I tend to go to, um, you know, maybe research is one where I go, and I just started to research things. And there was just something about um, the hope and the growth that I could see in the Beyond Surviving um, stories and just in your different interviews. And although, like, I wasn't sure if it was for me, um, it was. You know, I was in a very low place, um, and I just knew I needed to make a choice, either I'm going to continue spiraling down um, Mm. and feeling out of control, or, um, you know, it was just kind of like a door that I was, I was just going to try, so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you dive into this world and we begin, you know, our work together step by step. Uh and what were some of the major shifts for you? Um, what really changed for you as a result of being in the program? Yeah.
2: Well, right away I noticed um, you know, I call it my gotta get it right, Jen self mm-hmm. of, you know, anytime I would go to dive into the work, I'd be like, Is this right? I don't know. I would ask you so many pages of questions, um, you know, I was afraid to take risks and, um, you know, what really came out of that beyond surviving work was just the, um, the notion that I do have choices and that the world life is happening and I can do something about it. And if not one thing, there's something else. Um, and I think that was, um, part of what allowed me to start taking those risks and um, part of what started on that journey of, you know, it's not going to always be right.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, cheers and hallelujah for that. (laughs) Yeah, I remember sitting with you in those conversations and working around that and you know, and we talked a lot about how not alone you are in that. So many of us who experience trauma, you know, have that part of us that says, you know, got to do it right, got to do it perfect. And we have real experiences in which, you know, we've maybe experienced harm when not getting it right. And that was a bit of your story as well. And some of the things that happened for you in childhood. And now that you've unpacked that a little bit more and you have more of a handle on that, what are you noticing are some of the things that just feel easier or more doable these days? Yeah, for sure. Um, I
2: notice that um, I really can um, decide what um, I am, what is mine to own and what is somebody else's. I think that's a big piece of my healing um, you know, and also continuing that, what's the next opportunity? What's my next choice? I had a um, time in my life where um, I decided to have a conversation with, you know, my father about some things that were not great in my childhood, and um, he became very reactive um, And I remember this point where, um, and a lot of my family members, um, they just did not want to enter in that conversation Mm -hmm. about what happened in the past and their current day behaviors. And, um, I remember a day where this, that was so pivotal for me. Um, I got a big Brown envelope in the mail. Um, and I opened it up and inside was, it was from my father And inside was a cover to a book I had given him. And he had pulled out all the pages and he had shredded them. And he had said, you know, this is what you've done to the family. I hope you are proud of yourself. And I, you know, I remember standing there. I can see it was a Saturday and I remember standing there holding that, you know, and almost like what is going on here, this numbness and You know, all these fields were coming in and I was trying to process it. And then I had this really strong, intuitive voice who I believe it really came from this eye of choice of do something with that shredded paper, you know, and that ultimately led me to the life that I'm loving today, that moment. So,
1: yeah. Wow. So a painful moment, a very painful experience and moment and Historically, that might have been a place where you might have fallen apart a little bit or kind of collapsed or maybe quick tried to make it right and better and okay and fix it, fix it, fix it. And instead you tapped into your empowered self. You tapped into choice in that moment. And then you took this material that was sent to you as a way to shame you or make you feel bad or wrong. And you did something else with it. Can you share with us a little bit more about how you actually transformed um, those objects? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So it was back to that, do something with a shredded paper. And I was in the middle of transplanting a pot of lavender. And so I the first thing I did was just put it right in the bottom of the pot and, you know, put the dirt and the soil and the plant over it. And I thought this is going to transform into something that soothes me and that, you know, serves me. Um, and then I started to think, what else can I do with it? And, um, you know, as I was racing, you, you know, you do what you often do is I went to Google, like, what do you do with shredded paper?
1: <laughs>
2: and um, I just saw all these art projects and I was like, yes. Um, and so I started to color the paper, cut it, glue it, you know, so many ways of transforming collaging with it. And um, I found my the favorite one or the most impactful for me was a um directions on how to turn shredded paper into clay. Um, and so part of that was pouring hot water on the paper and um really picking it up and mixing it and tearing it. and it was through that process that I really um, began to feel um, and release, you know and and really. I think that solidified what is mine to own and what is not, like this was not mine to own, this was my family's anger um, and my father's anger and not mine. And so I remember just mixing it and forming it. Um, And I have repeated that activity a few times and um, each time it's just been a beautiful release of the past and really what I can do you know, um, when I'm feeling this current day pain, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, total transformation. And, you know, this is one of the most beautiful things about art and creativity. It's oftentimes a place of no rules, like a certain, on many, many levels, and just fully tapping into what you're feeling and what you want to do. Uh, and this is something that has be, continued to evolve for you. So, I mean, I want to hear a little bit more about how, you know, was art and creativity kind of a part of your world before this moment? Was this act of using art in this way a critical shift for you? I want to hear a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah, um, i had always been a writer. That's really how I process is through writing. Mm. And um, I have a life as an educator, and, you know, art has been a part of that with children. Um, I'm kind of like a stick figure, kind of a, you know, artist, Um, but I, I have this creative soul that, um, you know, it really allows me to see things differently. Um, And it was just really nurtured through um, the Beyond Surviving program and just, um, you know, through play, like allowing myself to play for sure.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. And so talk a little bit about, you know, why do you think art is, has been, like, what are you doing in that process that is different from when you're just talking about your experience or trying to kind of verbally process something, or even through writing about something, like, what what would you say is, you know, the thing that you're doing in art that you're not doing in these other modalities?
2: Yeah, I believe it really taps into a, a part of me that, um you know, does not come out in words. Sometimes the words maybe come later, um, but there's this very, you know, young or new part of me that has not been heard, needs to be expressed. And I find that really just through um, the doodling and just the act of creating um, to be a way that I can say things that um, I haven't been able to verbalize or to even conceptualize. Oftentimes things will come out you know, look at my drawings later and say, oh, I didn't
1: realize that piece was in there. So,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, so, you know, for those of you who are listening and you're thinking, like, why is this thing that I've been thinking about and writing about and talking about, it's still kind of sitting there or the energy hasn't shifted, you know, one of the things to think about is, well, how could I access that through art? What if I just, you know, create some space for creativity um, and just lean into it that way because I think you're absolutely right. You know, there are ways in which we express ourselves. Um, you know, I think I do that through dance, sometimes through art, but it just always helps me, you know, tap into those feelings that otherwise feel a bit inaccessible at times when I'm just trying to, to talk about it, so to speak. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to hear how this has totally shifted, like what you're doing in your life. Like you've been in a world of transition and transformation, um, certainly around this world of creative arts and healing. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. Are you ready to put your fears of abandonment behind you so you can have happy, healthy relationships? The fear of abandonment is extremely common in those of us who have been abused. When it comes to abandonment, we are very much driven by the fear of the unknown. We don't know if the people we are connecting to may one day withdraw their protection or support. People always leave can be a common inner belief we hold boy, have I been there. And I am going to share with you what helped me put an end to this paralyzing fear in my Overcome the Fear of Abandonment Masterclass. By downloading this masterclass, you will gain access to my proven process that will help you feel more confident and secure so you can have relationships that last. I'll also help you identify the toxic behaviors that keep you trapped in in a cycle of abandonment and fear and i'll also help you explore strategies for putting an end to sabotaging all your relationships go to rachelgrantcoaching.com slash abandonment dash class to get your mp3 of this master class today now back to our show welcome back everyone So, Jen, one of the things that uh, I've so enjoyed watching as your coach is you continuing to step out into community you've done some things in the world of activism, bringing, you know, a film to your school where you taught that was all about resilience and helping to understand how children are impacted by trauma. And recently, you've launched a whole new career, (laughs) really, uh, in the world of art and art expression and have some other projects on the table. So tell us a little bit about, yeah, how things are evolving for you in this way
2: yeah well i um you know once I really tapped into the power of creating um I was hooked like it felt so good to create, and um I would you know wake up in the morning, I like to do things you know from my bed and um bring my little notebook and my markers, and I would start to draw, and you know one thing I noticed is um you know the perfectionism in perfectionist in me really showed up there. And I thought, um, you know, I would kind of Google things like should I draw this or, you know, different pictures and I would try to do them. And um, I was getting a little stuck there. Um, And so what worked for me was um, starting with drawing my breath, like a very logical way to do it. Um, And from there, I just um, continued on. Um, And I started to, you know, one thing that really happened through that process as I was um, creating is um, some of my family members were um, saying goodbye and for various reasons. And I had this feeling of, you know, that's okay. They're not my people right now. Um, And I want to find my people. And I thought, well, what better way to find my people by doing something that brings in so much joy and so much um, love and light in my life? And so I, um, you know, I continue to take steps. I contacted um, an art studio in my town and, you know, just a little email of, um, hey, I have this idea for this class where, you know, people can come together and just create for the care of it, you know, have some writing prompts, some art prompts, and really just kind of being a safe circle of people. And, um, you know, lo and behold, they were like, yes, let's do it. Um, And so, yeah, I started in um, what better way to work on, you know, perfectionism than like standing in front of a bunch of people (laughs) and um, doing it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. the the people that came to that class, um, I did an an eight week, I started with an eight week session. They really were, I just felt like the universe really chose them. They were just very nurturing, sweet, kind people that, um, you know, I've really began some friendships with and we really became this um, really beauty of a
1: safe circle. So, yeah. You know, this just makes my heart sing. such a huge part of, you know, what we're talking about here in Beyond Surviving is how can we just get on to living our lives and crack open the things that we dream about and long for and want and be able to step into it, right? Face any of those fears or like, oh, my gosh, what if I don't do this right, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) I'm going to go for it. And this whole world now that you've created and this space for others that now get to also heal and process. And now you're working with teens, too. And like, whoa, what's that like seeing the teens in this process? (laughs) Yeah. As I worked
2: with um, this group of women, um, I really felt a calling to teenagers and there was a need for that in my community. So, the next eight weeks, I added, um, you know, an eight week class for teenagers um, that, you know, still continue going on. And that has been such a joy and so healing for me to be in the space of teenagers and watching them connect and, you know, even watching them, um, you know, kind of fret about their artwork and being able to be there and encourage, you know, and it really gave me a real sense of, you know, what. It really connected me to my teenage self and, you know, what teenagers are like, um, you know, so it was, it was very um, reciprocal in, in the um, joy and the healing all the way, you know, in both ways, yeah.
1: Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that piece, how art helps you not just process and tap into maybe feelings or emotions that you want to express, but this idea of parts of self. Um, can you say a little bit more about what you mean when you say like, this helped me like more connect with my teenage self and what did that really look like and, and what shifted or changed because of doing so? Yeah,
2: I think there, um, I really realized, um, you know, um, teenagers put a lot of pressure on themselves, um, to, you know, um, in the world of perfectionism or in the world of, um, Just um, showing up and, you know, relationships and all this, these kind of things. And, um, you know, we did an exercise of um, writing a love letter to ourselves. And, um, that was really difficult for those teenagers. They were like, um, you know, can we write it to somebody else? You know, um, so it was really difficult to, um, do it on their, you know, do it to themselves. And when I, when I did, um, you know, I do the exercises right along with them. Um, and I really wrote it to my teenage self. And I think being in the room with teenagers really allowed me to, um, heal that part of my, um, past as a teenager, um, you know, in a volatile situation. Um, so that definitely, and to see those teenagers, um, really go through that exercise and give themselves, you know, the love that they deserve, you know, and to educate them that this is important, um, was, was a a great moment for me.
1: That's amazing. So, along the way, you've been kind of dropping here and there some exercises that you really like and that you've done, taking something and transforming it, you know, so thinking about there might be an object. I know like one of my um, clients had um, these mugs that her father who had abused her um, had given her and she hated them, but she kept them, right? It's like this obligation piece. Mm -hmm. And she took a hammer to those bad boys, <laughs> you know, and then created like a whole new like mosaic with that. Right. So this world in which we can take objects and materials and we can transform them in order to heal this idea of um, drawing your breath. So I think what that is, is like you inhale and you like, do a line up and you exhale and you do a line down. This is, like, I've stolen that exercise, by the way. <laughs> and I use it in Beyond Surviving because it is. It's, like, this way to kind of visually see, like, am I activated? Am I relaxed? Am I regulating? Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And then, you know, at writing letters to parts of ourselves. Are there any other – I'm just wondering if there's, like, maybe – one or two exercises that you might want to share with our listeners that you've just found to be just really transformative and and healing?
2: Yeah, I, um, you know, when I was getting started, um, I found, and I um, share this in my class, a lot of people are really intimidated by a full page to create in. Um, And so a really great way that um, I got started is to simply trace a circle on that page, anywhere on the page, and then just begin to doodle and move inside that circle. You know, there's no intention. There's no I'm going to draw a tree. It's it's simply just being with your breath, being with whatever you're feeling, whatever marks um, your body wants to make at that moment. It is all okay, um, and that is a really great tool. Um, and I've also You know, after you make the marks, you can go back and you can, you know, fill it in with color. You can add to it over time. And, um, you know, it really just gives you, when you think about um, how important it's really about the process. Mm. I mean, over and over in my classes, Mm -hmm. I talk about this is the process. You know, we're not all making, you know, penguins. We're not all going to look the same. (laughs) You know, we're all going to be different. And I think the more that um, you tap I've tapped into it's the process, um, that's the golden part, mm. um,
1: the more I can continue continue to create. Yeah, amazing. And now you're thinking about expanding this work and doing some collaboration, I think in the world of yoga, yeah, what's yeah. going on there? Yeah, so in one of my first um,
2: you know creative self care classes, which is what I call my classes um, at the studio. Um, there was a yoga teacher. And we both um, were just kind of like drawn to each other. And, you know, we would chit chat. And um, she just said, you know, I'm a yoga teacher. And I really think this would be a great addition as an overall wellness. You know, people would want to do some yoga and then go over to the table to create to kind of finish another way to express. And, um, I was, I was so interested in that. Um, and we just, we formed this beautiful partnership. We had a beautiful class and, um, just recently, and it was great. It was, you know, the whole, it it felt like an embodiment of, Mm -hmm. you know, our whole body. And then we all, when you were, and we did some writing on the mat. And then when you were finished, we went over to the table and just created a whole, um, it was just a whole process and then coming together afterwards and talking about our experiences. Um, it was such a beautiful, beautiful partnership. And, um, you know, from there I um, continued to, I, I had never thought of yoga as um, someone I would partner with, but I continued on and I found um, more people that were interested in this kind of new thing in my um, community. And um, I was fortunate to find a one yoga teacher who um, I began to tell him the story of my class, and um, and that yoga teacher, you know, was able to resonate with that. And I said, you know, I have this stretch goal of making a class for survivors, and she's like, I'm in. Um, and so, yeah, we're just in the process of um, collaboration and um, creating a class specifically where survivors can feel safe, um, and just to really give them self-care
1: um, in a community. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You better start getting some copyrights on this, some yeah. branding, some trademark, like yoga art. I mean, first of all, that is a yoga class I would love to attend to. Mm-hmm. I love a two-for-one, right? Like, I can get yeah. some yoga in, get some yeah. embodiment in, do some creative work, and yeah, I love that. Like, and one thing that I love that I really want to highlight about that particular experience that you're having is it's so born out of the place in which you talk about you these days, Mm. right? You have that space and you have that capacity to say, here's my story. Here's what I want. Here's what I'm dreaming of. And then exactly that people go, wait, yeah, that sounds good to me. Let's do that. And then you get the next connection and the next connection, which that's something that wasn't so easy for you four years ago, (laughs)
2: yeah. No, no, I wanted to hide, Mm -hmm. I did not want anyone to know, you know, I had so much shame of thinking that things were my fault, Um, you know, and as I've released that, um, you know, I've just, um, really those conversations are just such a part of all my classes, Um, being seen and being heard, you know, whether it's trauma or, you know, other things, you know, people deserve that. And I'm so interested in people's stories, um, you know. And it's such a full circle thing, coming from I don't want community. I, you know, I, I'm so isolated. I cannot be myself. To I want you to know me, and I want to know you. Um, yeah, it's 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 been such a beautiful feeling, and it it yeah, it, it's changed my life for sure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm getting teary-eyed you all because what matters to me so much in the work that I'm doing is that people get to get their lives back. Like we're not meant to suffer forever and live a limited, boxed in, diminished life because of trauma. And I sit here with you today and I'm so thinking about, yeah, the freedom and the possibility and how much you've healed and grown. And I'm thinking about those kids who are sitting there Getting mentorship from you, those women who are going to be in those yoga classes, and just how much your reach is now like you have so much opportunity now to impact the lives of others. And that trickle down effect of healing is what gets me like the most jazzed and excited about things. Yeah. The more we all heal, the better world we have. Most definitely. Yes. <sighs> So somebody who's sitting, listening, resonating with a lot of the feelings that you shared today, noticing that their life isn't what they want it to be, maybe also feeling isolated or scared or just knowing that the things that they want to do aren't going to happen because they're so struggling with the trauma that they experience still. What would you like to say to that person
2: today? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Um, right away, what came to mind, um, had a woman say to me, um, I see that you've had a very narrow path in your life and I want you to know that each step you take, the path is going to get wider and wider. And so that is, that is my A number one, take a step, take a step. Even if it's one thing, a phone call, an email, you know, a research, um, take a step, and that will open up the world, yeah, into deeper healing, for sure.
1: I love that, Jen. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your story, um, for being my guest. It's so fun (laughs) to to have uh, my Beyond Survivors here, and you and I have particularly worked together for a good long time, and we're continuing our journey together, and I'm just excited to see how things continue to unfold. Oh my goodness, Jen, the one I see in you is world changer and vibrant and soulful and creative, of course, Mm -hmm, (laughs) and just absolutely open hearted and loving and, you know, kudos to you for all of the deep work that you've done to get to this point and everything that comes after this um, as you continue to stay in choice Mm -hmm, (laughs) and continue to stay in that empowered place and you are um reachable by email so you can connect with Jen her email is art and wellness together at gmail.com so if you have so tell people a little bit about what they can expect or what they can email you about
2: yeah if you're i'm really willing um you know to kind of just share my journey and share how i got started um if you're wanting to you know, start something in your community, or you know, if you're wanting to just know how to get started um, in the creative arts as a healing modality, um, I'm happy to um, share a, a step for sure. Yeah.
1: Awesome. So reach out to Jen. She's here as a resource for you. Do not hesitate. And just thank you everybody for tuning in and joining us today. Remember, if you'd like to make a donation in support of the podcast, you can go to bit.ly slash beyond surviving podcast donation all contributions are applied towards funding scholarships the running of donation based and free programs and making sure that you those who are reaching out are getting the support they need you can visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching or the other resources there and be sure to subscribe to the podcast leave us a note leave us a like and then come back next time because we have so much more to share and until then Take good care of you.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.